Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. One of the most persistent questions we have is in terms of God's will. Am I following God's will? Am I walking the right path that God wants me to? How do I know the will of God? And if I just know God's will, I'll do it. Well, the best answer to these questions is found in the first reading, taken from the first book of Samuel. It's a story we all know very well. It's the story of the call of Samuel. And it's a story that contains in itself a spiritual program for us all. When it's read symbolically, we can see the whole spiritual life before us. Now notice how the story begins. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. Origin once said, Every detail of Scripture has meaning to it and should be treasured like you treasure every morsel of the Blessed Sacrament. So we must tend to this story very carefully because of the details involved. Samuel is asleep in the temple. Sleeping is a great biblical theme for inattentiveness. Remember the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane? He's wrestling with his agony at the point of spiritual attentiveness. Peter, James, and John, they're asleep. They're not paying attention. Well, here we have Samuel. He's in the temple. He's in the holy place, sitting by the ark of God. He's in the holiest place where you can imagine. And what's he doing? He's sleeping. Here's the first spiritual lesson that we can take from this story. Do you want to discern the will of God? Do you want to know God's will for you? Well, the first step is to wake up. Make sure you don't fall asleep to the spiritual dimensions in your life. A lot of people are wide awake to many things in their life. They're wide awake to their career, to the world of sports and entertainment, to politics. They're wide awake to a lot of things, but they're sound asleep when it comes to the things of God. Well, look at Samuel. Notice what he's doing. He's snoozing away which is symbolic of us snoozing away in the spiritual life. Remember the story of the Magi? What were they doing every night? They were scanning, analyzing, studying the night sky, looking for the signs of God's will. Well, that's symbolic of spiritual attentiveness. Samuel needs to wake up, and so do we. The Lord calls to Samuel, 
Samuel, Samuel. Now notice, the Lord knows him by name. He knows each and every one of us by name. The boy is convinced it's the voice of Eli, his teacher. Remember the story of the Annunciation? The angel Gabriel comes to Mary and he addresses Mary by name. Well, another spiritual element that we can take from this, essentially, God knows us personally. God is not some distant figure out in the galaxy, you know, remotely knowing us. No, he knows us intimately. He knows us by name. Now, a second spiritual lesson that we can take from this, God's words are mysterious, often ambiguous, difficult to discern and understand. So we shouldn't be surprised at this. Give you a good example. Say you walk into my office and you have a direct conversation with me. Often it's shrouded in ambiguity. And when you leave, I say to myself, well, what did he or she mean? What did he or she, what were they getting at? Our most ordinary conversations can be ordinary, but also ambiguous. We don't know exactly what was meant or said. Well, now the Almighty God is talking to you, and he's trying to communicate with you. Are you surprised that it's puzzling, sometimes confusing, ambiguous? Or essentially, we mistake it for something else that we don't immediately get it. Yes, God's communication is sometimes ambiguous and puzzling. It was for Samuel, and it is for us. We have to understand and always remember, God is not like a mountain just out there waiting for us to climb, as though the whole spiritual life is all about me and finding God, and it's all up to me to reach God. Well, that's not the biblical vision of God. You see, God calls Samuel by name. God knows him, just as he called Abraham and Isaac and Moses and Elijah, just like he called Peter, James, John, and Paul. It runs like a refrain throughout the Bible. God calls us by name. God is after us. And yes, his communication is difficult to understand, but God is persistent and he's personal in his address. The third spiritual lesson that we can take from this, God wants to communicate with you. God isn't giving us some vague message that applies to maybe everyone in general. No, he's addressing you personally with a very personal message just for you. Also, God's voice is hard to discern, so we have to work at it. It's not always going to come easy for us. We have to spend time, discipline, prayer, and understanding and discerning God's voice. How often do we spend on our phone just in a given course of a day? You know, I'll go to the gym and I'll see so many people spending so much time fixated on their phone rather than working out and exercising. Well, when Almighty God calls you by name and says, I want you to be someone and to do something, well, then shouldn't we give God as much time as we give to our phones? Shouldn't we give God as much attention when we are called by name? And so God calls Samuel three times, and each time he goes to Eli, and he says, Yes, Master, you're calling me. Eli says, No, no, I'm not calling you. 
go to bed. Finally, Eli understands what's going on. Listen now. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord, because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, called out before him and said, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Samuel answered, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. A fourth spiritual lesson that we can take from this, we need guides in our spiritual life. Samuel didn't understand the nature of the call until Eli, his teacher, interpreted it for him. We need Eli's in our life to discern God's will. Maybe put it another way, we may be the Eli for other people, helping others discern God's will for them. So as you are seeking what God wants from you, you know you're being called by name. You know it's a difficult discernment. You've tried to wake up to the importance of it, and now you're seeking out a guide. You know, a great example of this is J.R.R. Tolkien's trilogy, The Lord of the Rings. Frodo needed Gandalf to guide him. Well, it's a truth in the spiritual life that we need elders. So we must find that spiritually alive person to help us discern God's call and God's will, who can help us discern what God is calling us to do, the way Eli helped Samuel to understand. Now, don't think that you can do it on your own. You know, for example, kids in sports, they need a guide, a coach. Any person starting a new job needs a guide or a mentor. So we in the spiritual life, we need an Eli to guide us. Now, the last spiritual lesson that we can take from the story, it's what we don't hear in the first reading. And that's what God calls Samuel to do. We hear this warm, sentimental story, how God has awakened Samuel. Well, that's good, very good. But we don't hear the underlying call in what God wants Samuel to do. Later on in the story, we find out what God is calling Samuel to do. He tells Samuel that the sons of Eli are going to die because of their crimes and their corruption. Samuel is being called to be the bearer of very bad news for Eli, his teacher. Well, sometimes when we follow God's will, it's not always going to be easy. It may be very challenging. Expect God's will to sometimes be challenging for us. But that's how we come alive in the spiritual life. Strongly encourage you, take some time this week. Can't afford not to. Reread this first reading. It's the call of Samuel, but also it's our call and how we come to discern and know God's will for us and then live it out. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.